Hello, guys. Episode eight. Thanks for sticking around. Hello, it's been a while. Sorry about that, but we're back. Welcome. Welcome one, welcome all. We are here to talk about all things serial killers and all the shit we've been into lately. We've been watching and stuff that's going on in our lives. Like, what's what's up with you, Erica? What's going on? I haven't seen you like forever. I know. Well, unemployment, trying to get back on track, you know, dealing with seasonal depression and all that good stuff, you know, what millennials always go through. How about you? It's been a while. Yeah, well, I think since we last talked, I got the COVID. Yeah, you got the Omicron or whatever it's called. Yeah, I got the Omicron and um, it was pretty brutal, but I survived and it was just kind of trippy because uh, I feel like I just I was just very in the motion of once once the year ended and then the new year happened, there was this gnawing in my head like we got to change your routine. You can't mm-hmm. be all you can't just be all work and come home and all work and come home. And I was still doing that towards the beginning of the year. Then I got sick. And then guess what? Like I had to be forced to take care of myself, you know, so and like look at myself in the mirror like every fucking day. And that's when I snapped out of it. And I thought, you know what? I got to put myself first. So in a way, like. I know it sounds very insensitive for people that, and I know it sounds kind of not kind of me to say, but COVID was kind of a a waking up experience for me. No, I think you're right. Like a lot of people feel that way that it's like you're being reborn. Essentially, it's like what you took for granted. You're like, yeah, you know, it it made me reflect for sure. Um, So have you ever seen Casper? Yes. You know that one scene when you're like, I wake up in the morning, I look at myself in the mirror. Remember Uh, (laughs) when, what's his name? Um, The dad, he looks in the mirror and he's like that dead guy. Oh my God. Oh yeah, that was me. Yeah. You're like, oh, is that really me? Um, But yeah, so Virginia was out sick and I was just in existential turmoil. There you go, guys. (laughs) (laughs) that's what happens after the holidays pretty much so your soul gets crushed for sure it does but we're back and we're here and we had an idea of talking about serial killers um and you know what better place than talking about serial killers in los angeles i mean a lot of shit that goes on here i'm pretty sure there's a bunch of serial killers out there right now um they just got they just got better and better so we don't know exactly so I don't know like what what serial killer for you like who was that one that you were like fuck like this is this guy gives me the chills uh can it be fiction does it have to be a real one it can be fiction yeah so um there was this one movie that i watched when i was like in high school called copycat with sigourney sigourney weaver and um henry connick jr uh-huh. And he plays like a serial killer, like a copycat serial killer. It was just super freaky. How like it was kind of like Scream. You know, you never know who's the serial killer. Right. You know, and it's just like bat, like layers upon layers. That just like really freaked me out. How, uh-huh. like she would dice like so. Green Reaver was like you know uh, a therapist kind of person. She would dissect these people, oh, and wow. then it's just like their mentality just freaks me out. Got it. Oh wait, yeah. and also the cell. The cell was fucking yeah was yeah crazy. The visuals everything I love the cell it's really good yeah like um, what's his name Vincent the main dude the main cause he's like a serial killer so like you know how Jennifer Lopez's character is like following the missing person's yeah, case kind of, mind of like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and it ends up being like the serial killer is like it's just so crazy to me it is yeah and the way like you see his mind and how he was like abused and stuff right when he was growing up but, like, what is it about serial killers that makes them so cool? You know, like, they're, they're part of pop culture. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer, Richard Ramirez. You know what I mean? Like, it's... Well, it's like, it's like the obscure. It's like the outsider. Like, maybe cool, yes, in a way, in a weird, mm-hmm. fucked up way. But it's like, ooh, something's different. And we just right. get... It's like a car crash. We can't stop but look. You know? It's just something out of the norm True. that everyone gets invested in. Like, um... Like, how do you commit murder and, like, be so stoic and not be like, it was me. Like, you know, like, if I were to commit murder, I would have a mental breakdown. Like, this isn't me. Like, what the fuck am I doing? But then you see, like, Jeffrey Dahmer and, like, Charles Manson. They're like, oh, what? This is, like, my everyday life. Like, why are you guys looking at me so weird? Well, yeah, they're, like, sociopaths and, like, psychopaths and stuff like that. True. And there's, like, 
they have like a mental illness in their brain that conditions them to think that's not wrong or like to not feel it you know yeah isn't it it crazy that Jeffrey Dahmer had like groupies and so did Charles Manson well yeah he married like Charles Manson married one of his groupies or some shit yeah well also Ted Bundy he fucking he had a baby when he was in prison with the the woman who was like obsessed with him oh my god what the fuck yeah they had like a a, like a carnal like day that they could just yeah and even though like Charles Manson was in jail he got all these like fan letters like oh I love you you're my leader you know isn't that so cringy I don't know how they're able to manipulate people into like thinking a certain way like that kind of group leader like cult leader kind of way I don't know like I don't know how they do it I don't think I would ever follow that that's like some scary shit like true I don't know who falls for this stuff though I don't know I mean who's like one of the most attractive serial killers what do you think Oh, I don't know. <laughs> like, if you had no idea he was a serial killer and you're like, oh, he's cute. Like, in real life? Hold on. I don't know. Can it be fictional? Can it be uh, Jeremy Renner playing Jeffrey Dahmer? Okay. <laughs> he was cute. Yeah, he was. I, I think Jeffrey, uh, what's his name? Uh, Richard Ramirez had a like, great bone structure. Don't you think, though? Yeah, I get in a very... He had, like, soul-crushing eyes. He had, like, a demon eyes, he though. He did. He had, like, empty eyes. Yeah. So, fun fact about Jeffrey Dahmer, he would not eat flesh that had been tattooed as the ink used, the ink used in tattoos gave the flesh a weird taste. I bet. So he wouldn't eat my flesh, so I'm good. It's, yeah, I think... Well, he's dead now, <laughs> he but... Totally see, he would totally see you and be like, ooh. I have a few tattoos, but not a lot. True. They're baby ones, but yeah. you have bigger ones than me. <laughs> bigger balls than me. <laughs> and what else? Let's see. Um, I thought it was pretty sad that Richard Ramirez started sleeping in the cemetery at 13 years old to avoid irregular beatings from his father. That's so fucked up. But that's like the... That's like the main like recipe for serial killers like they have they had to have like a traumatic not all of them but had some sort of trauma that triggered something in them when they were younger like um there's this great show on netflix called mindhunter and or mindhunters by david fincher and it's based off like a book plus real events of in the 1970s when they started like putting a name to what these people were serial killers they never had that before they never had they never did research or like deconstructed who these people were and their methodology and like their patterns that they had right. so that's it's a really good show it's with um jonathan groff is in it really cool interesting look i gotta on that. watch that one i haven't mm-hmm. seen it i've heard of it a lot but I've, i still haven't sat down and watched it um but yeah that sounds really interesting mm-hmm. uh, there's another take about ted bundy ted bundy helped catch the green river killer by giving the detectives insights into the mind of a serial killer right um the ted bundy tapes i listened i watched that the documentary on netflix that was really interesting yeah that's really cool um i always thought it was really weird how women serial killers like the like elaine from like monster Mm -hmm. the movie was based on her and like male serial killers there isn't really any woman you know that like would like would actually fit like the criteria of like Richard Ramirez but there is I don't know if you've seen this Netflix documentary called um it's with that lady uh fuck I totally forgot I'm blanking out on the name so the documentary it's on Netflix is called Evil Genius and I don't know if you've seen it but it's this lady who basically uh manages like a ring of like guys uh for to steal for her and the way this Netflix series opens up it's this guy has like this bomb strapped to his neck and the guy is telling the cops like don't get near me it's gonna blow and at first you think like they're not gonna show it you know it's Netflix whatever but they fucking show it dude his fucking neck blew up like the real footage yeah they sh- the real footage oh shit that's what draws you into this documentary you're like I, what did I just see like there's some that someone's head just blew off and then it goes into the story of this woman who basically uh, had this ring of like guys working for her committing murder that's how you do it though <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, women are, when they kill, like, they don't really, they have other people kill for them. You know what I mean? Like, they're, they're 
so well, that's like kind of like Char- that's like Charles Manson, but true, he, true. He never really committed any murder. He had people do it on behalf him, of him. Yeah. yeah, brainwash them for sure. But I feel like with women serial killers, like, you, they're not really recognized or like glorified as men because we live in such like a patriarchal society. Yeah. So they just think women are like hysterical and like you know n- not like she was cheated on and she's yeah no. exactly like exactly. she was scorned. She's yeah. just a woman scorned. True. And it's like whatever you're just being sexist, but. <laughs> to the serial killer genre. Yeah. It's funny you bring up Charles Manson, though, because I do think he was very emo. Because he was this recording artist, you know, he was trying to make it. It's kind of spooky, but his music was kind of good. Yeah, yeah. It really was. It's just, like, hard for me to admit because he was just such, like, a... Ugh. Yeah. yeah. I know. And then even, too, like, when he was in jail, I don't know if you saw that little footage where they showed, like... I think, like, when he first started his jail sentence, they had, he had an interview, like, very first interview, and they asked him, like, would you ever kill again or whatever? He's like, yeah, I would kill again for sure. That's why I'm glad I'm here. He likes to be the puppet master. He likes to yeah, also speak in tongues and be weird. <laughs> <laughs> I know. But yeah, that's that's funny. That's the difference between um, women and, and male. And I don't know if you've seen Elle Fanning is playing that late that girl who texts her boyfriend to commit suicide. So there was like this um, occurrence that happened. I'm not too sure where. Somewhere like in North Carolina or something. Okay. That's what it would seem like it would come from. I don't know. Don't judge me. But it's this girl who basically was in a relationship with her boyfriend and her boyfriend had depression already. He already suffered from, like, really bad depression. And it seemed like for this guy, like, she was everything to him. And she... Wow, I wish I had that. (laughs) (laughs) Stop. No, you wouldn't wish you had this, dude. So, like, she took advantage of that and she would, like, advise him, like, oh, you know, um, commit suicide. I think you should do it this way. And he definitely abide by her rules and he went to his truck one day and he told her she told him through attacks like go into your car and turn on the gas and just breathe it in and you'll be set free from your depression and he did it and he fucking committed suicide that way and they charged her for manslaughter and now Elle Fanning's gonna portray her in a movie mm-hmm. which should be interesting yeah I actually never heard this story so I'm interested it's on Netflix I think it's a documentary on Netflix or Hulu I'm not too sure but it's like insane cause I'm like what a fucking bitch yeah what, who does like she crazy like, she's so crazy yeah. and and I think even in interviews, too, like, they talked to her, like, why did you do it? She's like, I did it out of love. I wanted to help him. And she probably believes that. It's probably, like, something, like, her mental illness is, like, telling her, like, that was the correct right. thing for her to do. I know. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Yeah, so, I don't know. Serial killers have always... There's, like, this um, museum of death here. I don't know if you've ever been to it. I never went, but I wanted to. And then don't they make you sign, like, a waiver of, like... I do. Yeah. I was so, like, stoked to go there, and I finally went there, and uh, I didn't really care for it that much, only because it was kind of really unorganized. There's, like, it's very small in there, and you go into these little rooms, and the rooms are even smaller. It's almost like they get smaller and smaller, but they have, in each room, they have a, they have curated scenes of, like, the biggest murders, and the way these scenes are, they're very graphic. So there's a lot of blood, there's a lot of flesh, there's, they, they definitely do not hold back, which I like that. That was great. But the fact that it's so suffocating in there, and I think that that's the purpose of it, because it's supposed to make you feel uncomfortable. It's, I mean, death isn't pleasant. So once you come out of, even like when we were kind of going through these rooms, there was a girl there that was like hyperventilating, like someone had to bring her water. Right. And um, once we, I was like, I hope I make it through, because I was even feeling like, fuck, this is kind of intense. Because uh-huh. every room has some kind of different vibe and you definitely pick up from it because there's so much like at, coming at you in every room there's a Charles Manson room there's even like a room where I don't know if you heard, you're you're too young for this I don't know if you heard where like these this cult that took drink the tea and they all had the same pairs of shoes and they went to sleep and they all like passed away I mean you there's know? a lot of cults that have done it's, that Heaven's Gate is called 
Okay, yes, it sounds familiar. Yeah. yeah. So they all so they have a room like that where like they have people like not people but mannequins like sleeping in bunk beds with oh. the same shoes and it says Heaven's Gate. I'm like, oh fuck, I remember this. That's creepy. I know, but <laughs> it's very creepy. And then once you exit, you finally get fresh air and you're like, fuck, finally. But it's it's really cool if you want to experience like what it is to be like so like fucked up and like suffocated and like I like it, but it's just, I just wish it was a little bit more breathable. But no, then wouldn't make him fun. Like, true. people need to pass out. <laughs> right, yeah, in a way it's true. We're so sadistic and masochistic. True. Like, us human beings, so weird. Um, speaking of, like, serial killers and how they're kind of formed, I, I mentioned the show before, Dexter. And even the new series as well, New Blood, um, they really go into like that mentality of like sort like causality. Like, so Dexter, when he was a child, witnessed his mom being chopped up by drug dealers with a chainsaw into little pieces. He was like a baby, and he was left into in a shipping container for like a couple days before they yeah. found him. So that's what kind of like you know traumatized him and became desensitized and like a sociopath and that's how he became Dexter and his father you know was a police officer and told him hey kill any bad guys investigate do it a certain way to not get caught and that kind of happened similarly with his son Mm -hmm. Um, his son witnessed his mom uh, get murdered by some guy coming in naked in the bathtub and slitting her throat. Uh, Holy shit. Yeah, this show's wild. Um, yeah. Sorry, spoilers if anybody's ever seen it. Hasn't seen it. Um, but it's just, like, interesting to me how they go specific with that. Like, if you witness someone get murdered when you're a kid, you're automatically going to be a serial killer, which I think is kind of funny, but it's like, I guess there's some truth in it. Yeah. Like, you have to have, like, that certain, like, traumatic thing that, like, triggers you. True. I just think it's interesting that they elaborated on that, like, how they always explore that in shows right. and stuff yeah i don't think i have like that much deep of a trauma to be able to be okay to kill someone you know not yet just kidding true just kidding (laughs) no i don't know like i sometimes i wonder too like what makes these obviously trauma and all of that pain they had a product of your own environment of course but i feel like what is the feeling when you murder somebody you know what i mean like what is that i know for sure it has to be some rush Right. You know, that's addictive mm-hmm. and you just can't wait to do it again. You know, I feel it, it, even like to get away with it. It's probably like, oh, fuck. I just I just played God. Just join the military then. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. And then you can get away with it. I should. <laughs> um, for me, I think the only like, OK, go for it. Kill someone would be in self-defense oh, or sure. so. Like, I feel like I cannot, even if I fucking, like, I hate people for sure. Like, I have a list. But, um... Shit list? Yeah, I do have a shit list, but it's not like, oh, let me plan this out. No. Right. Like, I could never do that. Like, I'm not the kind of person, let me ruin someone's life. No. I'll just harbor it and then cause myself sick. But... Oh, my God. But that's, like, the only way that I could justify... So then you're murdering yourself. That's true. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. <Just kidding. laughs> yeah, I always think it's weird that... Well, not exactly weird but crazy when serial killers murder without weapons when they murder with their hands you Mm -hmm. know like either like by choking somebody or like beating somebody to death like Mm -hmm. to me that's like like that to me that's like the like super brutal like there's obviously there's weapons there's guns there's like knives whatever but it's just it just hits different when you hear somebody like slaughtered somebody well that's what like tim buddy bundy used to do he used to go in like the girls dorms and stuff at colleges and just like pop into their room and then fucking just stab them while when they were sleeping yeah that's just why that's that is really scary when it becomes so personal like that like so up close right like it's one thing to have someone like shoot you you know like that's from a distance there's like a a barrier there there. is yeah yeah. i don't know just so creepy i know and uh speaking of women serial killers i don't know if you would consider lorena bobbitt a serial killer she cut off the guy's dick yeah yeah (laughs) did he deserve it though maybe justified (laughs) (laughs) but the way she was like the way she cut it off and like she just threw it in the field like i would burn that shit like they're gonna find a penis dude somewhere in the field like that's meant to happen so did he die or did they like no he just no he just i think what happened was he got surgery after okay yeah Okay, speaking of penises, sorry, I'm going on a I'm going on a tangent here. How funny is it? Okay, sorry, Euphoria. Let's bring this up real okay. quick. I'm just Let's do it. the new season. I found out with all the penises. Well, even last season too that they're all fake, and I'm like, why is it okay? For- sorry, what? Yeah, this is news to me. Really? 
Um, we didn't talk about this prior. Really? That's news to you? They're fake penises? Yeah. How fragile is the male ego that on television, like, no, we can't show anybody's dick or anything. No, that's invasion of privacy. So we had to make all, we had to construct all these like fake penises and have them be functional in a sense, you know, for the camera. But us women, like in season one, I think it was like season one or season two, there was a woman full on naked with her bush. Right. Yeah. When they get caught by the drug, like the drug lord person shake right. and like we can show our tits and stuff what that's that's annoying now now i'm starting to like that show now that well this season's it. being fucking weird okay last episode if anybody's seen it this i think that's like one of the first episodes that i noticed that rue isn't narrating at all oh true yeah and it's just like a bumbling mess of cassie being well okay okay, okay let, let's talk about euphoria here because euphoria i I saw it the first season when it came out, uh-huh. and the reason why I saw it and I was interested in it, hot take here, because I when I used to work for Vex Clothing, the latex company, we had a phone call from Heidi Bevins, aka the costume designer of Euphoria, and at the time Euphoria was just starting, wasn't even on air yet, and she had said, hey, I need a, um, to place an order for a, a hood, a nun hood, a nun's, it's called nun's habit, that's how we called it, the mm-hmm. product. And I was like, okay, yeah. And I took her measurements over the phone and whatever is for a character in a show Euphoria. I was like, okay, great. Um, so we'll go ahead and submit the order or whatever. And she paid for it and we shipped it out. Bada bing, bada boom, whatever. And it was it was done. And and then I was like, okay, Euphoria, I wonder, I kind of want to see this, this nunhood in, in action. So I, I'm going to tune in. So um, I tuned in and surely enough, it was the Halloween scene from Euphoria season one. I was yeah. like, oh, there it is. It was on cat. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, there it is. That's awesome. And it's funny because she called back because she said, hey, uh, you know, we washed the, the nun's hood um, with uh, blue soap and the nun hood is now blue. Well, the thing with latex is rubber, so you can wash it with colored soap. It'll absorb it. Really? Yeah. Interesting. It, it absorbs it because it's rubber. Mm-hmm. So it has to be like non-colored soap. It's it's very picky. Mm-hmm. Um, so she had to place another order when she was cool with it. But that was just a fun fact. However, that's what got me into Euphoria. Okay, let me watch it and from I was really into it until the end episode of season one I was like this is corny as fuck the whole choir yeah that's the thing about euphoria okay like it it teeters between like edgy as fuck and then all of a sudden like out of nowhere it gets corny Mm -hmm. like this whole Lexi thing like she's doing this whole play now I kind of like that to be honest do you really yeah she's like the huh tell me why okay she's like the voyeur and like she's the only normal person you know everyone else has like their fucked up past drugs whatever sexual scandals she's only like normal like i relate to her and i feel like so many people i've also seen on tiktok that talk about this it's like yeah that's like me in high school like i wasn't i never went to parties like that i never like did drugs or anything and she's like writing she's jotting this down this is like her diary and mm-hmm. for her to display this out on play at school is very fucking hardcore like i don't know how everyone's reaction is gonna be but it's gonna be harsh so she's like taking these mental notes yeah okay got it Okay, yeah. I guess she's going to be hated for sure. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. She's exposing people. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now I see that that she is more of like the, the person that's in the background, kind of like just observing people, you know, as characters and whatnot. But I think that the reason why I think I have an issue with Euphoria too, it's because it's... I feel like a lot of the times within the arts, you know, I feel like because it's art and, you know, it's cinema, it's considered like a form of art, right? So I think you get away with so much. But the fact that, you know, when they talk about like suicide, whatever, there's like that suicide hotline afterwards. So for me, it's like, just go all the way and make it edgy. You mm-hmm. know, like we all know that Hunter Schaefer is transgender, mm-hmm. you know, like, and we have seen her naked, not fully. Right. It'll be like so edgy if like they show her with her package. Like, I, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> like that would be like, that would make euphoria like that. Okay. You took the edgy card forever. Like yeah. we're giving it to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's my issue with euphoria. Cause it could be so edgy, but then toward like out of nowhere, it turns into like this little after school special to me, at least, you know, at least it's not like 13 reasons why. Oh, 13 reasons why was, yeah. I only liked the first season. I didn't, I fuck the rest, but like, I, I only watched the first season. season yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, no, I get what you mean. And plus, like, they try to be edgy, but then they have all these fake peepees. That why, why you telling me that? I'm like, what the fuck? Why do they have to keep the integrity of the guy while women forever since film has been made and even before that we can just have everything all hanging out too? Like right. what? And then a hot take too uh, from what I've seen on TikTok. Euphor- there's a lot of talk on Euphoria. Um, it's a very popular show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's a lot of TikTok stories about it too. And I heard that Kat's character is being a lot of her stories are being cut. Yeah, because she had a beef with the the creator. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's fucked up because I think, like, out of Kat, out of all the characters, I kind of related to her more. She was kind of like a Lexi. Like, she was a writer. She got really popular with her fan fiction and stuff, which I wanted them to, like, collab or have her have her side of the story True. of, like, writing. They had so much potential there they with did. her character. And I love, like, the setup of, like, her figuring out her sexuality, figuring out, like, being comfortable in her body. I loved her story. I was really I invested. Yeah. And then her going with Ethan. I'm like, oh, they're so cute. And then this season, they're like, she's like, oh, he's annoying. What? True. I'm like, what is this? What? You were like upset that he was talking to some girl that like, right. You didn't like, I don't understand where this is going with this. Right. And it's very disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. Those are my issues with Euphoria too. Yeah. And the fact that it's that and it's corny. But the reason why I love Euphoria, it's because it's like the high school period of your life. It's like, that's what it is. It's so fucked up. You know, mm-hmm. like even in high school, I look back and yeah, we even had those drug dealer guys that look just like that guy mm-hmm. with like the long pants are always in the corner somewhere mm-hmm. long shirts I mean baggy pants and they somehow always showed up around lunchtime you know never even went to the classes but they were there on lunchtime and break time you know so it's like what the fuck are they doing and they were selling drugs everybody was going through some kind of shit through mm-hmm. in high school and the way Cassie portrays her character the way Maddie does it's like so perfect because we all go through those insecurities of like we don't even know what the fuck we are you know mm-hmm. and like we don't even know if we're like falling in love with the right person or not mm-hmm. we're so fucking young yeah 17, 18 like you look back yeah so I feel like high school is definitely a period in time where like it definitely scars you you know definitely I don't even think there's people that I know that had such a great high school maybe you no okay. are you kidding me <laughs> that's a whole different story that's a whole yeah, different episode I, I don't know people that say like high school were the, one of my best years no those know? are the people that end up being nurses or like selling like shit on <laughs> period yeah or period schemes on facebook hey i have this juice that you can buy like that's those people <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying like that's why i love euphoria because yeah. they understand like okay yeah high school was fucked up like that you know well i feel like i was pretty sheltered like i never drank in high school never did never was like really offered drugs or anything i was like a band nerd and i was kind of like a loner too. you were a band you didn't know this i was a marching band all four years of high school what yeah i didn't know this yeah i really wanted to be in theater but i didn't do it you were in marching band so you played an instrument yeah i played clarinet can you still yeah I've had, Do I have, you have it? No. I, so my old, old clarinet, I think we threw it because it was garbage. And then I rented from the school. And then when I graduated, I gave it back. Um, but yeah, I mean, let's do, let's go rent one and I'll play it. Dude, we should do a clarinet like intro song. Yeah, I have to practice a little bit, but yeah. That'd be great. Just like a little. <laughs> we figured out our intro song already. You know, it's going to be, well, you're not a Star Wars fan, but it can be like, I can be like jizz. Well, we could do a jizz, whatever. Jizz. Jizz is the band. <laughs> it's the band in the cantina on episode four when they go, do, 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 you know. Huh? Never okay. mind. This is Star Wars <laughs> stuff. Forget it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's why I like Euphoria. You know, it has like those traumatizing experiences of high school. Like I I think for me, um, my high school experience, what set it off was junior high. Like I had a really good friend in junior high and I wasn't the kind of girl that was around a lot of uh, squad of friends. I always had that one friend. And to me, like that one friend was like everything for me. Like we would even write letters like in our classes, like, how was your class? Oh, I send you a letter. I put it in your locker. You know, we were that, I was that kind of girl. And one day we had a a day where she goes, hey, can I meet you somewhere before I we go to school? Like, can we have a coffee and donuts or something? Because for us, like coffee was like so edgy. You know, let's mm-hmm. go have some coffee and let's get hyper before school. And I'm like, okay, cool, let's do this. And so we, I went to the donut place and she didn't show up. 
And so I was like, what's going on? Like she, this is a girl, her name is Veronica. This is a girl that never missed school. And so I was like, what's going on? Like she never misses school. Something's definitely up. And so I called her, her house right after school and her mom answered and she told me that she's in the hospital because she got hit by a car. So then she got hit by a car and she eventually ended up passing away. Rest in peace, Veronica. But that kind of set the mood for, it was like graduating junior high towards going through high school where in a way I was known as like the girl who lost her best friend, Mm. you know? So it was very depressing. Like I didn't know how to channel that, you know? Mm. I had friends, but never close those friends I always like had that burial like I don't want to get hurt again you know mm-hmm. so yeah I definitely ag- agree with this these whole euphoria scenarios euphoria definitely hits the spot when it comes to like high school traumas <laughs> yeah and yeah. just being like an outcast and just like everyone yeah everyone's trauma and like their past like yeah crazy it is crazy if you're going through if you're in high school right now you're listening to this hang in there it gets it does get better i feel like if you're an outcast or like a loner or like not popular <laughs> like me in virginia yeah um you're gonna peak later on in life <laughs> and you'll have a podcast if you're lucky you're gonna be like super cool and not a nurse or a period like a pyramid scheme owner there yeah. you go and you'll meet a cool friend like erica and start a cool podcast am i <laughs> kind of <laughs> oh we're just like sisters we fight like anybody else and yeah okay so yeah, and then so that was before. Oh, you know what I've watched too during like my whole COVID um, scenario? I watched In Fabric. I don't know. I've heard of that. this. Yeah. Wait. It's really weird, kind of like trippy retail slash haunted dress type of movie. Fandom Thread? Just kidding. That's something different. Have I you seen that? Thread. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That fabulous. just came on Netflix. I know. I saw. Yeah. It's like wow, and. Um, I also watched Old Night of Was it good? Okay. Did you watch it? No, because I heard it was shitty, so I didn't watch it. Okay, this is my thing with it. I understand when people say it was shitty, but there's just one storyline in there that just, like, it just just tugged my heart, dude. This one specific storyline, for me, made the whole movie. Mm -hmm. You know? um, I don't want to spoil it, but it's uh, it's a character played by Gael Garcia Bernal. Oh, him? Yeah, he's a Mexican actor, and a woman that I forgot her the actress's name but she's not too popular but they're both married and it starts off because they go on to like this uh, retreat and they want to like kind of with their kids and have more like they go on vacation but they're kind of like start very like uh, distant and it's it's a marriage that's crumbling mm-hmm. but somehow the beach when it, it everybody around them kind of like crumbles on like on the beach and so did so do they but they somehow find themselves again and that right there just like ugh, like it fucked me up yeah and like that movie is great because of that story and that's it and that's it yeah, yeah just walk everything else yeah out. and then night and shamla's in there too which is funny because he inserts himself in there he always does on every movie well i loved okay i loved unbreakable and i loved um split and great. glass yeah. yeah those three movies are those my are great yes well besides um six Sense, but like that was just great how they set that up but have you seen servant I still haven't seen that on Apple TV Plus. Well, my TV is fucking old and I don't get that. Season three came out uh-huh. recently. Really good, dude. Season one is the best. Season two, ugh. Season three now, it's really good. It's uh, having its like a resurgence. Okay. It's really good. Okay, I should watch it. Yeah. I can watch it on my iPad. Um, another great show that I we both been watching, I think you're still watching it, um, Archive 81. I finished it not too long ago. At first I was like, hmm, how do I feel? No, I was like, I was into it. It's like yeah. really weird and cryptic and like, ugh, like a cult shit. Like, right. I liked it. I, I'm still in the middle of it. I think I'm in episode five or six. Okay. Um, and uh, I think what, like, really draw me in, though, was, like, the way he 
takes out the film. The, they show the process of him cleaning the film. Mm-hmm. That really drew me in. Like, oh, that's so cool. Like, he actually takes his time to restore these tapes, you know? Yeah, that's, like, not a lot of people do that. That's, like, yeah. kind of a cool niche, like, it is. little thing, yeah. like, job that people still have. Right. Mm-hmm. And I like the idea of, like, him being secluded at this house. It kind of gave me Ex Machina vibes. Oh, yes. Right? I was, dude, I was thinking, I didn't look it up, but I was like, is that the same house Oscar Isaac's character? I don't know. Was really, that the same house? I thought, too. Yeah. It looks like the same same. house. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but I haven't finished it yet. So um, I'm looking forward to finishing that one. So I'm excited. But yeah, that's a great, that's a great one. Mm -hmm. Another one that we're into that we actually talked about last episode was, and just like that, you know, the Sex and the City spinoff. I finished the last episode. Virginia has not yet, but let's talk about some things. I will. Let's talk about it. Okay, so the last thing you mentioned in our previous podcast, you're like, maybe she'll get a finger bang. Yep. And we saw. Yes. The finger bang that rocked the nation, pretty much. <laughs> okay, well, we all knew Miranda was going to probably be a lesbian, for sure. Oh, yeah. Like. I, I always th- thought she was, though. Because she had, like, that, that like, stereotypical, like, kind of like a butchy haircut yeah. kind of thing. And, like, I just feel bad for poor Steve. Me, too. He's, like, a sweetheart. He really fucking loves her and like she just I don't know Miranda something else this is like she's so delusional too yeah like oh I'm gonna go to Cleveland and confess my love to her well and then that never happened I know they just totally skipped over that it's like what happened in Cleveland and then you you cut to and she's like yeah cut you back to New York what happened in Cleveland like I don't I don't know that show was just a hot mess a lot of things went down on that show though because the guy who played um Carrie's best friend and I'm like forgetting his name I forgot his name too well you know who I'm talking about yeah he passed away during production yes. so that was upsetting and then um, Kim Cartel never came back because she has a beef so that was yeah. upsetting because I love Samantha Jones she's like True. fucking idol I know I think she's the best character actually I think so too she, she pretty much made it yeah she's like yeah. fuck the rest be yourself like yeah. she like cut to the chase she did she was awesome I was really upset that she didn't show up um and then there's just so many things there's so many things yeah I don't I have not seen the last episode yet but the fact that I still have a thing where like maybe this happened on the last episode I'm not sure but I still have a thing well because Che is gender fluid Mm -hmm. and she had told Miranda like I'm not traditional or I'm not like um what was the word she used? Like, I know what you mean, but I, like not like cookie cutter, like, like boyfriend, yeah, girlfriend. I, can give, like, yeah. I can't give you that. Mm-hmm. But so I think by her saying that, she's probably going to see a dude. Mm-hmm. And then Miranda's going to probably be like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. You know, did it happen? Well, I'm not going to tell you. Watch the okay. watch the fucking episode. And I felt so bad for Steve, too, because I feel like the, the last episode I saw was of Carrie and Steve, like, painting the house. Yeah. And they had this little connection where, like, they're both kind of like, they don't have their significant others with them anymore Mm -hmm. you know and they both still have the ring Mm -hmm. you know and for a minute there I thought like this would actually be a cute couple oh yeah for sure I I felt I felt like the heat there I did too yeah um and I just know he wanted answers like how everybody in like a friend group who's like you know yeah and like Carrie couldn't really give him that which was sad I mean she could have but then that would betray Miranda Miranda yeah Yeah, so I just felt bad for that dude yeah and i don't know i don't ever remember charlotte being so like cookie cutter like mm-hmm. you know um I thought, charlotte was always like that though like super to the max like she's very like um i don't know i enjoy her i think she's, she's like a priss like kind of like a prude she was more risque like in the and you know in the beginning of the show yeah. and stuff but once she got married she's just so like she's very traditional she's like i want to do is, it this yeah. this and this and yeah i don't know i love the tampon scene though it was so funny well i really wanted i was expecting that she would be be pregnant like you know oh. a ger- geriatric pregnancy she's like right. my period didn't come i'm like oh that'd be great like i, I saw that coming didn't even come i'm like what that would have been cool right it would have been interesting it would have been interesting yeah yeah but yeah even though like the episode is so cringe the series is so cringy and it has all of its flaws mm-hmm. there's something about all of their chemistry that 
keeps me watching. Yes, I, it keeps yeah. me there. Yeah, yeah. I, I love watching them have like their little chemistry together, and like even them going to brunch. Like I love seeing that, you know, because mm-hmm. they kind of started like that whole brunch culture, you know, like kind I, of. Yeah, yeah. So like I remember like when they first came out, and that's the first time I heard of brunch. Like, oh yeah, you could have brunch, duh. Yeah, and still look fabulous, and you mm-hmm. know, and that's when like the whole brunch aesthetic came to mind, at least to me. Mm-hmm. You know, so I like I like watching that because because uh, of all of that that they brought to us. Do you know his pee pee was um, fake too? Okay, who's pee pee? Um, when she was sucking, when Charlotte was trying to suck her husband's dick. Really? That was fake too. I read it. I read an article. Really? Yeah. What the fuck? That's a real issue, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Make them have their real peepees yeah. on there. This is what we pay HBO to see. So like, so like on set, are they like bringing the dildos, bringing the fake dildos, or like, is there like a special box, or is there a person that like actually? Is like it's like a, a hand. Keeper? It's like a specialty handcrafted peepees for these guys that look super realistic. So somebody's in there like crafting penises. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, okay, back to Euphoria. You know the scene where Cal's like peeing on the floor. That was really yeah. funny. I, I was like, okay, go Cal, just fuck. But that up. was a great episode. That was, that was a, a great, great scene. Episode. Yes, yeah. his like downward spiral. Anyways, that was a fake thing. So I saw like an interview on TikTok of um, the actor. He was saying, yeah, that's a fake penis. And then they had like a little pack that they would remotely like click, and then it would like pee for him. So it had the fluid was like back here in his back and it would just like. So what's the reason that they use fake penises? I don't know. The integrity of like I told you, it's male for like fragile egos. Do you think because they get hard? I don't know. I don't know. Do you think penises cannot act? (laughs) Act on command. Get hard now. (laughs) And then if it was hard, is that sexual assault? go yeah who that there's so many things right. so many layers so i i don't know i get yeah. it but then i don't get it right i don't know hbo can you give me some answers bring down the legal team i want to know these answers true i i hope that i i'm just waiting for the whole um cassie and maddie uh showdown oh hell yeah yeah i wonder how it's gonna happen do you have any predictions do you think they call on the act or do you think Cassie's gonna break down and be like oh I fucked her boyfriend probably I think Cassie's on the verge of breaking down she's on the verge yeah but her depiction of like being like so upset over some guy is so accurate (laughs) oh yeah her like throwing up but she's like giving him too much credit though the whole he's not even that great he's a psycho yeah the whole party scene where she's like right in front of him like just like deteriorating like in front of him like really that is not a good look it's not yeah and she puked in the jacuzzi yeah oh my god I love that Maddie called him a cunt yeah that's hilarious uh huh but um, speaking of Maddie, like, okay, so let's talk about what character do you think is, like, the most... I don't want to be, like, who's better than whoever, but what character, when like, draws you the most in? Like, you're like, whoa, this, like, she's going to go places, or... Except for Zendaya, because she's already, like, she's... The oh, you mean, like, the actresses? Yeah. Um, I think... I thought Kat was gonna go... Well, she is. She's, like, they're all pretty big. Yeah. You know? Um, right now, who's getting a lot of, like, attention is the chick who plays Cassie. I forgot her name. Sydney. Sweeney. Yeah, yeah, Sydney Sweeney. She's getting so much attention right now. Is it her boobs? <laughs> I don't know, maybe. <laughs> but she is a very good actress. Yeah. She's a really good actress. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I kind of think more so than Maddie or some of the other girls. Um, well, she got more roles, too. Like, after after season one uh, uh, of Euphoria, I saw her in, like, so many other, like, movies. Yeah. I think she's getting that traction. I think she's yeah. getting that attention. Um, yeah. I'm thinking her uh, and probably Fez. The guy who plays Fez, he's probably going to be in a lot more stuff. I see him yeah. getting a lot of, like, attention. People are interested in him because I think they just found him on the street. And they're like, oh, hey, really? do you want to audition for this thing? I do like Elliot, though. Oh, Elliot, too. Yeah. Yes. I like Elliot, but I don't like his character as much because he's kind of like this guy. Who's he's kind of scummy. He's scummy. Yeah. And, like, he's, like, all of a sudden he's Rue and Jules' pet. And then he doesn't know really what he wants. And he's, like, fucking up Rue with drugs. And he's also, like, making, like, he's also hitting on... Um, Jules and stuff like yeah with which FYI him and Jules are actually together. I yeah, yeah I saw that they're actually cute that's but cute in real life they're cute yeah I like them because I sense their chemistry too on the show yeah they like flirt with each other yes so I thought that was cute um 
Maddie, though, she's in- interesting because if you Wikipedia her, she- uh, she doesn't want to display her age because she's, I think she's 30. She's 30? Yeah, she's 30. And she, she, she looks good. She looks really good. Yeah. She has a funny story where like she, I think she produced a movie or she wants to produce a movie of, uh, based on her mom when her mom came to the States because her mom was from Mexico okay. to be a makeup artist. And I think she wants to produce a movie uh, with that scenario. But, and she also designed um, sunglasses before and they were pretty big. Like Nicki Minaj wore them and stuff. And funny enough though, like she had some surgeries too because I looked at her older photos and like her lips are very skinny. Uh-huh. And I, I saw some photos of her online with the Kardashians too. So oh, really? She's been in the Hollywood bubble for a while. Oh, I- I, I yeah. had no idea who she yeah. was. Yeah. Um, I think her act, her acting as Maddie is like really good. I think that really fits her. But I don't know. Like, as far as her being very versatile, I don't know. Like, I still have to get to see that, you know? Yeah. We haven't seen that yet. And I yeah. haven't seen her anything besides this. Right. So. And Jules, I think she's very niche. Like, she's, I think she's more of a fashion girl. Mm-hmm. But I think she would be like more of a niche character to be cast on anything else, you know? Yeah. But yeah, like, I. Yeah. I don't know where the story is going this season. And the first season, it was just so perfectly executed what was happening. And right. this season is just all, it's all over the place. Right. Well, I heard a theory supposedly uh, brought to you by TikTok again mm-hmm. that apparently that when Rue was in her room and she took all those drugs and she was in the church thing. Yeah. Apparently she died. Yeah. Yeah. You that, heard about that yeah, too? I heard about that too. Yeah. Well, and also that in that episode, they were displaying, displaying lovers that the montage yeah. yeah when Rue's when Rue's character all those characters have died in those roles right yeah, yeah. interesting yeah I wonder if it's like too much of a dig or do you think it's true I don't know who knows I think she's gonna survive that show would be nothing without Zendaya to be honest oh, hell yeah and she produced it too no I think so yeah, yeah. I think she's close to the creator yeah um, we shall see uh, what's the next episode this Sunday yeah, the Sunday. Uh, okay, I'm excited. She's with Tom Holland, right? Yes. They're so cute. I I heard somewhere that they recently bought like a fancy ass house together. No way. Yeah. They're so cute because I saw this photo of them like on like a paparazzi photo like walking and she's like holding him by the waist. Oh yes. And she's so much taller than him. But you know that's like intimate, like she cares about him. Yeah. yeah. No, and I think he's a really good dude and he's like really funny. I've seen him in interviews and stuff. He seems cool. Yeah. Um, but I thought that was that photo was funny because I I'm a little bit taller than my husband, but when I hug him by the waist, he hates it. Why? He thinks he's like like I'm saying like I'm like he's like my baby girl or something. <laughs> but it's funny. But that's what I thought. Anyway, so yeah, that was Euphoria. And have you seen Yellow Jackets? I still haven't. Okay, it's really I, good. I was like turned off by the first episode, but I know, dude, I saw on our podcast, I don't know if you saw this, but you tagged Yellow Jackets and they saw it and liked it. Oh, they liked it? You didn't see that? No. I saw that they saw it, but how do they like it? They liked your mention of them. Okay. I thought that was cool. That is cool. That's the first time that I noticed that, like, you know, yeah. anybody that we have tagged, yeah. I saw it. Oh, interesting. Okay. Cool. I bet you it was like some intern. They're like, oh, that's cool. Probably. <laughs> that has yeah. the account. I know. <laughs> but yeah, that series, like, definitely Christina Ricci, dude, meant Chef's Kiss, dude. Like, she's my she's, celebrity lookalike. She, yeah, I can see that. She's great. Yeah. Um, and then speaking about, uh, uh, serial killers Evan Peters is going to pr- portray Jeffrey Dahmer I'm really excited about this yeah and it's being um, produced by Ryan Murphy right oh is it I don't know I think so yeah Yeah. I'm excited I think it's going to be really good I just love Evan Peters in anything I right. think he's a good actor I actually really liked him in WandaVision if you're into that but yeah of course WandaVision is fucking sick yeah I liked him too in the X-Men yeah, well, yeah, Quicksilver, yeah. Oh, yeah. just all of his scenes. Yeah, like, they were so good. He just has, like, that charisma and that, like, energy that you, like, are drawn towards. True, yeah. Oh, a quick thing. Did you hear that? Oh, wait, no, yeah, we've talked about this, but let's mention it. Emma Roberts and Garrett Hedlund broke up. Dude, yeah. Well, and then people are like, is it her or is it these men that she's dating? It's her, dude. Yeah, I can tell. She's she kinda... just seems like such a, like, 
upper class knob. Well, and nepotism baby and like yeah, yeah. I kind of really liked her and Evan Peters together. I'm really I I don't know when they broke up, but I'm kind of sad that they did. But I did too. I liked them a lot. Yeah, I thought they were so cute, especially because they like came out of American Horror, Horror Story. Story. Yeah. yeah, and they had like similar vibes. Yeah. Um, but Garrett Hedlund and her that was just such a weird pairing. I think it was. I think they had they like fucked once, right? She got pregnant, trapped him in there for a little bit. And then it just didn't work out. Yeah, that's what I sure. think. What do you think of Olivia Wilde having a baby with that guy you mentioned? Olivia Munn, I'm sorry. I'm like, Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles? No, People would freak the fuck out. No. People <laughs> um, would freak the fuck out. Uh, Olivia Munn and John Mulaney. I am not into it. I think it's meh. I think he did his ex-wife dirty. Um, I do not respect him. Yeah. I just think that whole thing was dirty. Like, it su- was. super scummy. I don't think, I never really liked Olivia Munn. She always seemed like a pick me girl. Like, oh, like, I have, like, I'm super cool. I'm with all the dudes, you know, kind of thing. True. And wasn't she on that, like, uh, that one show, like, that gaming channel? Well, G4. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, I never really saw her like this talented a person. She's just gorgeous. Yeah. Obviously, but mm-hmm. she, I, I never saw her like, whoa, she's a noteworthy star, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, one of the things I'm also excited for is Timothy Chalamet portrayal as Bob Dylan. Mm-hmm. I think he's perfect, dude. Like mm-hmm. his little like scrawny self, his little ray bonds, and his little like curly hair. hair. Yeah. Yeah, I think he'd be great. And I'm so excited to see that. Um, have you watched uh, any of the award movies that are coming up like the Oscars actually you know what let's get into that one email that we got speaking of Oscars yes oh yes 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 someone uh, emailed us on the toxic shock hold on let me let me get to it I did they release the Oscar nominations not yet not they released yet. the BAFTAs yeah they're going to though I think this Sunday okay uh, you know what? Let's save it until then. Let's save it until they release okay. the nominations, and then we can discuss it. But right now, who is your Oscar-worthy performance you think that you've seen? Okay, so I watched The Lost Daughter with Olivia Coleman, and I know she's, like, always a favorite, but she's just so good in that movie. She is. Did you watch it? I watched it. Yeah, yeah. and it was, like, so heartbreaking and sad. Yeah. Um... I don't know if that movie's getting that much traction in the nominees, but I feel like her performance really stands out. Right. You know, this movie got my attention. It's all over like social media, and I favored it. I think I bookmarked it on Instagram. The worst person in the world. The worst person in the world. It's saying that it has all these awards already. Like it's it's promised to win like best picture or whatnot. Yeah, it's a foreign film. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's a foreign film. Mm Mm-hmm. Dude, I, I hope Licorice Pizza does not get nominated. That was kind of a trash movie. Did we talk really? about this? Yeah, I think you've mentioned it, but I've never seen it. Nah. Really? Not one. Not a good Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Oh, wow. It's super... Ugh. I'm excited to see Macbeth, uh, the Coen Brothers movie, mm-hmm. or Joel Coen. Mm-hmm. That seems really pretty cool. Oh, I think Come On, Come On. I haven't seen it yet, but I wanted to with Joaquin Phoenix. I think that's going to get nominated, obviously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The... And then um, Belfast had heard was good. That one's getting, like, tension, too. Okay, well... Oh, my gosh. Titan. I got to Titan. Yeah. Okay, well, let's talk about this whenever they're announced. Okay, yes. So, yeah, to we're going to... continue. To be continued on that. To be continued, but I do want to mention really quick that I... Just a little hot take that I've been listening to the A24 podcast. I have a podcast, and they have a really interesting interview with Robert Eggers and... Um, what's the other guy's name? Oh, my God. I'm blanking out. Uh... Ari Oster. There we go. So there was a very interesting interview with Ari Oster and Robert Eggers. Apparently they're really good friends. And A24 set up an interview with them for their podcast. And it's a really cool interview. It's like about 35 minutes long. But towards like the end, uh, it was who directed The Witch? Robert Eggers. Yeah, I think he did that. Yeah. So he said that A24 wanted to bring in the Church of Satan to market this movie. Uh-huh. And he's like, I don't have any problem with Church of Satan or just like I don't have a problem with a Church of Christ. Uh-huh. But I didn't really care for it to be marketed that way. But they did it anyway. Uh-huh. And he was trying to do, when the press junket happened, like he was 
trying to go to places to promote the movie and there was a certain city and state where they banned him because they thought he was a uh, devil worshiper. <laughs> That's so sad. Like, and now they're like, we're not, we're not, we're going to ban him because he's a cult leader, a devil worshiper. So now that I look at A24's resume, I'm like, are they, are they Satanist? Maybe. I don't know. Because if you look at the resume, it's it's pretty, like, I mean, Hereditary, The Witch. Yeah. You know, um, it, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. You know, like, I'm, I'm interested. I'm drawn in. Well, I think with A24, which is one of my favorite production companies and studios, um, they just like to push a little bit of boundaries a little bit. Which is what I like. Yeah. yeah. So I just think that's... I think they have, like, a good PR. I feel like they I have a so good... Too awareness of society and I like how the um, general audience right. would react to it. Right. And I don't think they care. They're just like, whatever. Right. Because imagine Marvel doing this shit. Like, let's get oh. the Church of Satan. Oh, fuck no. Oh, no. It wouldn't be as big as it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. fuck. Or like any other studio like Warner Brothers or whatever shit. Are yeah. you kidding me? I know. But yeah, that was pretty interesting. I was like, oh my God. So, but it's funny because I think Satanic Church, like for a lot of people, when they hear that, they probably think like, oh my gosh, like cult leaders. I don't think it's like how it used to be though. I feel like before, like when the leader of the Satanic Church, which he was known as Anton Sandra LaVey, mm-hmm. I think he was more like into like drinking goat's blood and all that shit. Mm-hmm. I think now it's more political. Yeah. Like anti-abortion and all that stuff. You know? Yeah. So I think that changed. I don't know. I'm not saying this. I could totally be wrong. I got to look into it. I got to do my research. Yeah. But, but I don't think it's, it's how it used to be, which I think before too. funny, like fun fact, uh, Merlin Manson, he joined the Anton LaVey actually reached out to him to join the satanic church to be a member. But he excluded him from drinking coat's blood or any of the stuff that they had to do to like be initiated in there. And uh-huh. a lot of the cult members were very mad at Manson. Like, no, why? Only because he's a rock star. Like they were like, they're almost like protesting. Like I had to drink goat's blood. Yeah. I had to do all this shit. Yeah. The <laughs> no, he should be. A, well, you know, his, what's going on with him, but he should right. fuck. Let him drink the goat's blood. I Damn. Know. Force it down his throat. True. Anything else you have to say? Uh, quick thing. If you guys haven't seen it, I think Peacemaker on HBO. HBO just has good, some good shit. Yeah, it does, yeah. And like as of late, like I always love HBO, but just putting out some good stuff. Uh, Peacemaker's really good. Got to give it to James Gunn. You know, like yeah. Just John Cena's hilarious. I just love John Cena. I never used to care about him, and then I started watching more things of him, and I think he's fucking hilarious. I thought he was funny in that one Amy Schumer movie. Oh, train wreck? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's hilarious there. He's a big dud, but yeah. he's hilarious. Um, yeah. That's noteworthy. And also another HBO show that I started getting into, it kind of reminds me of Downton Abbey, um, The Gilded Age. That also has Cynthia Nixon in it, who plays Miranda. Oh, really? Yeah, she's good in that. Okay. Um, yeah, that's also on there. So if you're into like that like 1800s period piece, that's really what I'm watching. I'm also watching Drag Race, guys, uh, and I'm really into Bosco, and Willow Pill has, like, my heart. I don't know. I, I love her. Um, Pork Chop's hilarious, but I think towards the end, I want to see Willow Pill, like, take it. I just want to see her have the crown, so that's my thing right now. You should have a poll. We should I have know. a poll. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, that's pretty much what we have. Are we missing anything? What do you think? I mean, can't forget about Jack the Ripper, but that's classic. That's Serial kills. Yeah. yeah. I took the Jack the Ripper tour in London. That was cool. That that sounds awesome. Yeah. They, that's really, really... I just want to put that squeeze that in there. They take you through, like, all these little, like, scenarios and stuff. So, like we kills. meet up at night, that, and um, we go in London, we go through to all the, the spots where they found the bodies. Oh. And then the last spot is where they found the last body, and then they're like, okay, enjoy, goodbye. <laughs> and it's like... And it's in the middle of the night, and we're like... Oh, wow. This is scary. That's really cool. Yeah. Dude, they have that shit here, too, in L.A., though. They have the Black Dahlia murder, like, little tour. Mm-hmm. So we should do the, that shit. Cron- well, yeah, we should uh, start recording it. We should be, like, Archive 81. Just, like... Yeah, definitely. Get a little old-ass camcorder. I know. I want to get into that one zombie... Um, Japanese or like it's an Asian Netflix it's it's trending but I like zombies and I when it comes to zombies and Asians like they do that shit so brutal (laughs) yeah yeah they don't have any sensor like train have you seen train to Busan I was recommended that I have not seen it yet (sighs) that movie will fuck you up dude it's so good emotionally storyline 
acting, everything's there. The goriness, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. The intensity, it's great. But yeah, that's uh, what I have to say about that. And what else? What else should we promote? Anything? Um, we're still pending on our stickers. If anybody has any ideas of how to like set up a little thing so we can send it out to you guys, that would be great. If anything, I feel like you guys should just DM us. Be like, hey, yeah. I'm interested. Yeah, DM us. Let us know. Like, what are your ideas? We are still trying to get on like moving here and we have we have ideas but it would be cool if you guys like kind of inspire us Mm -hmm. something that we need to watch and like review let us know we'll definitely give it a watch um i mean we're film lovers so we'll definitely like have time and watch it yeah so just let us know like point us in the right direction here yeah i have no life i watch everything (laughs) (laughs) all right guys thank you for listening this is episode eight and hopefully to be consistent and continued soon yeah so we'll stay tuned and follow us on our instagram which is underscore toxic shock underscore correct and uh that's all we have we're on spotify and itunes we would love for you guys to please give us five stars on spotify and please give us five stars on itunes please that you mean great. apple podcast you're old oh shit. <laughs> five stars please that's all we're asking please that'd be great thank you so much we love you bye stay crispy